back in to the Tide Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Stacey Blackwood here, and we have a fantastic guest lined up today. I'm super excited to introduce him, but before we do that, I do want to tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors, betonline.ag. Of course, March Madness is about to be in full swing. The conference tournaments are going on right now. The NCAA tournament will be, the bracket will be released this Sunday on Selection Sunday. So make sure you head over to betonline.ag to fill out your $100,000 bracket madness contest. Once again, that's betonline.ag. They have a 24-hour casino that's always open. So like I said, go to betonline.ag, sign up today, and you will receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today. Alabama basketball legend Rod Grizzard. Rod, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Rod, I, it's uh, it's crazy. I'm uh, just just so you know, I'm I'm 31 years old. So I first really started getting into basketball uh, the year that you signed with Alabama. Actually, you and and Irwin Dudley were my first two favorite Alabama basketball players so that <laughs> I hate to kind of show your age a little bit there but uh but you know, right. <laughs> go, go, going back to that uh, I believe Alabama signed three top 100 players in that 99 class you Irwin Dudley and uh was it Kenny Walker a part of that class as well Either uh, so, Kenny Walker or Terrence Mead, because I know me, Terrence Mead, and Earl, we played AAU together. So. Yeah, so that, <laughs> a really good class that year. Um, can you just kind of talk about what it was like, <laughs> the recruiting process, you know, 20-plus years ago compared to the recruiting process that these young guys are going are gonna to be going through nowadays? Sorry, Petey. Oh, uh, just kind of compare – your recruiting process, you know, 20 plus years ago to what these guys have to go through right now uh, with all the social media and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the difference, though. I mean, I think it was one thing that Duke put out where they actually analyzed kids' social media before they recruit them. Mm-hmm. And they actually hold that as a big key to whether they would, you know, continue to recruit men or this, that, and the third. And we didn't have it back in the day. So, not saying that we were trying to hide anything, but a lot of kids really don't weigh in how much what they put on social media, whether it's something they really wanna, they really wanna say, or it may be something they just passing along that it really, it really weighs a lot in on what these universities and these colleges think. So it'd be wise to kind of limit it or just stay away from it altogether. <laughs> that is some great advice. I know I'm thankful that I didn't grow up with Twitter or Facebook because I got in enough trouble without those two social media platforms. So I'm definitely thankful those come along a little later in my life. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you make it to Alabama. I mentioned you're a part of that class with Erwin Dudley and Kenny Walker and those other guys, just a really good class. Uh, your freshman year probably doesn't go quite as planned. I think y'all finished around 13 and 16 overall, six and 10 in conference play. But as young guys on that team who, who were really going to be a part of the future of that program, uh, what did that season teach you, you know, leading into your sophomore season? It taught us a lot. For number one, I went to a small high school. I think Terrence Mead High School, it was pretty decent size and everyone was from a little small town, small high school. So the brand of basketball we played during school, obviously it's different than the collegiate level. Also in AAU too, but 
going into it to where we really didn't have many veterans we could look up to for guidance. We just literally got our head beat in every other night, but it also, <laughs> it also helped us going into the next year because we were familiar with everything. We were used to going to the different arenas, you know, traveling to different venues on the way in the SEC, I mean, on the road in the SEC. So we were comfortable coming in and then we became kind of the veteran group as sophomores. So going six and 10, you know, 13 to 16 overall, that kind of helped us though. Yeah. And, and then the next season, I, you know, I remember this very well. I really felt like y'all won a total of 25 games when it was all said and done, but I really felt like y'all were deserving of an NCAA tournament bid. And I'm sure I already know the answer, but did y'all feel like y'all, y'all got snubbed there, not making it to the, to the big dance your sophomore season? Yeah. Like at, at that point when we didn't get it, of course, everybody's upset, you know, kind of up and on to what's going on. But as you go on later and you understand how they, you know, they rate your strength of schedule, and you know your the teams you play the last ten you have during the year, and basically we played a lot of SWAC conference teams that year, like Mississippi Valley State and, and and teams like that, which they didn't fare well in their own conferences, and then overall they weren't that strong. So they kind of looked at us not because we went six and ten the previous year, and was a total turnaround the next year. They didn't really care about that. It was the the talent we played. But I think still some of our non-conference game, we played Ohio State that year. I think Louisville. I mean, we were we were okay, but I mean, I guess they just felt like, you know, they didn't want to give us that nod at that point. Right. And in, in, in that season, uh, y'all had a freshman on your team, Gerald Wallace, and and I remember him signing. I mean, he was, you know, some people made the argument that he was the the number one player in all of high school basketball coming out. What was it like playing with a dude like Gerald Wallace who you know, before his his injuries and, and all that and then the pros, uh, you talk about one of the most athletic dudes ever. What was it like playing with a guy like Gerald Wallace? Yeah, I was already familiar with Gerald coming in because he played in the AAU program. I was a year above them, of course, before I got with um, Terrence and Irwin and went to Huntsville. We was with the um, Alabama ICE program. So he was always with the division up under me, but we'd always practice together. So I was already familiar with him coming in. Just the fact that he still came to Bama was kind of shocking in a way because of what his draft status was at that point. But it was a it was a test for him too, like it was for all of us, making that transition into college and trying to see if you belong and fill out, you know, what your game is and how you can make a stamp in the SEC. It didn't go as well as we thought it would, but I mean, Jared played a good number of years in the NBA, so I figured he ain't too much worried about it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think things worked out pretty well for him. You mentioned the transition from from high school to college, especially to to a conference like the SEC. Just just speak a little bit. Obviously, you were a highly recruited kid coming out of high school. Uh, top 30 if I if I if I remember correctly you know I was I was still pretty young then but uh just that transition from from high school to college I, I know I'm just a I'm just a normal old guy I can't I, I'm never going to understand but how difficult was that transition for me I just compare me and, and Terrence me for one like okay. Terrence me played four years of high school basketball I'm understanding and you know they had a great 
program, great conditioning program. And me, I only played my last two years of high school basketball. I went to a small Christian school in Birmingham and we had no weight room and no like preseason conditioning program whatsoever. We just played five on five until the season started, <laughs> honestly. So coming into Bama where it is really structured, I really didn't do well the first two or three months of my transition. Like me and Guyford had plenty one-on-one -on -one meetings. Like he wanted to send me back to Birmingham, honestly, <laughs> because I know, you know, you have drills where everybody have to make it. Everybody do this certain amount. And if you don't, everybody starts over, whether you finish it or not, or it may be drills where you're doing suicide. Everybody got to touch the line. You miss the line. We all start over. It was just situations like that. And, I just weren't, you know, my body wasn't used to the physical exertion. So I was breaking down where well, some guys were still going and it's not like I'm just quitting. I right. body just not doing it. And Godfrey's like, I don't know what we gonna do. And I was <laughs> like, me either, me either. I don't know. But we took time out, you know, let the team go sometimes. And we just sat in the gym and we just worked one-on-one -on -one amongst ourselves until my body caught up with everything that was going on and, you know, rest history. Man, I, I did not realize you, you just played the last two years of your high school career. So that's that's pretty wild. So you you made a big jump in just two years of high school basketball action when it comes to, to rankings coming out of high school. Yeah, I always play AAU, though. Okay. I always play AAU since I was like 12. But as far as high school ball, when I, when I went to ninth grade, I moved from one side of Birmingham to the other and wasn't really – familiar with that side of town or the kids and you know how it is going from eighth oh, to ninth yeah. grade you got to yeah. go in with your with the group you left with and I didn't know any of them so I wasn't doing what I was supposed to kind of fell behind in class and it took a year to get back right and the time I got right wanted to play for that school I did attend and just met someone and end up transferring to Central Park Christian and that helped me out tremendously so that's that's how that I only got my 11th grade, 12th grade year in and ended up playing in a few more uh, big AU tournaments. Went to a Nike camp in Indiana and ended up going to Alabama. That's, that's, a, that's a great story. Uh, I'm, I wonder how many people actually know that that's, that's going to be listening. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Well, you, you've, you've made it through your freshman and sophomore year. You've mentioned how you've really grown there and, and how you've you know, obviously your body was a little bit behind due to conditioning and well, you've caught up, you're, you're still one of the best players in the conference uh, heading into your junior season. You got guys like Petway on the roster now. Uh, talk about your junior year. Of course, y'all, y'all did like this year's team. You win the regular season SEC title uh, with that, with that buzzer beater that Petway made there against Florida. Talk a little bit about the journey of that junior season you know, kind of leading up to that that point when you defeated Florida uh, to win the SEC? It was still more or less trying to gain respect because that previous year we didn't get an NCAA nod and everybody was pissed off that summer because we felt like, you know, we had beat some good teams and, you know, you only play who you schedule. So we couldn't just make up anything in the middle of the year just to change it. But, you know, we kind of pissed off that summer, came in and, our strength and conditioning coach changed some of our workouts and everybody became a little a little leaner and quicker because I think my freshman year, sophomore year, we were a little bit bigger because we had one of the uh, 
football defensive line coaches as our strength and conditioning coach. And we were doing the drills they were doing and some of us that got too big and a lot of, and a lot of guys got hurt, but we changed some of our workout format. And just the fact that, like I said before, we didn't get that nod our sophomore year. We were pretty much pissed off. Like my junior year, we don't get it. And we go into the NCAA tournament and we're going to see what we can do. So anybody who opposes their junior year, you know, they, they had a tough one on their hands. <laughs> Well, that's great. Like like I mentioned, and then you make it to the – I believe y'all made it to the SEC Tournament Championship game that year, right? And Mississippi State was won that one. Is that is that the way it went? Yeah, on a play that we already knew that we <laughs> drew up. We drew that play up so many times, like watch for the back door, watch for the back door. Man. And they win it off a back door layup. Like, Man. we knew it. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Well – you know, as as we start to wind things down real quick, I do want to tell everybody a little bit about eBay, uh, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for as the original sneak it, sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. eBay has, uh, you know, guaranteed authenticity. They have they have authenticators that are certified. So you're going to get the exact pair of shoes that you're looking for. So go to eBay.com slash sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection all right as we transition here rod real quick i do want to talk a little bit about this year's alabama men's basketball squad they they're they're getting ready to face what will be mississippi state tomorrow uh in the quarterfinals of the sec tournament but they win the regular season sec title just uh you know nato's is the second year uh, how excited were you when, when Alabama hired Nate Oates? Did you know who Nate Oates was? Uh, and kind of what were your expectations for Nate Oates in, in this program? Truthfully, no shade to Nate Oates. Coach, <laughs> no shade to you at all. I did not know. I was not familiar with Buffalo. So when the hire came up, you know, you immediately go to Google and see what's what. And then you go on Twitter and see what the fans are saying. You know, everybody's all up and on. Yes, we got him. We got the man, and I'm like, okay, who is the man? And I'm like, I don't know, but you know, given the fact that he had those those two or three runs with Buffalo to the NCAA tournament was one of the key things that got him Tuscaloosa. And I didn't really know much about Buffalo or the conference to even compare to the ACC to say where, you know, these are the kind of guys he liked. This is the kind of format I was unfamiliar with all of it. So coming into his first year which was, you know, not a not a key factor for him because he had no guys recruited in that he would like to see run his system. Right. And he just had to implement it with some guys who he hoped would buy into what's going on, whether they were leaving the next year or would be there from, from years to come. So it was kind of tough, but they made it work. Like, to me, it just looked like he was like, hey, you can shoot any shot you want as long as you play hard defense. Right. And that's what it looked like at times. And it worked. So, I don't know. And given this year, with a year under their belt of going through that, they're only growing and getting better. Yeah, it's I, I was I was much like you. Uh, the only way I knew his name is because he, he heard – I heard him say something after they beat Arizona when he was at Buffalo. Um it's something about Calipari was always whining. So I'm like, that, that kind of, that kind of caught me off guard when he said that in the post game press conference. Uh, but uh, that's the only way I knew his name, but yeah, I was, I was interested when they hired him, 
uh, simply because of, of the style that he wanted to implement. But like you mentioned, I was, I was worried it was going to take a, a few years to really get the system under everybody's belt because, like you said, there wasn't a player on the team that was really designed, you know, maybe outside of Kyra Lewis, maybe John Petty, if, if he was going to buy into the defensive end. You know, when, when he got there, Herb hadn't developed an outside shot yet. So uh, there, was, there was a lot of question marks on the roster uh, for Nate Oates. But here in year two, he, he got the guys to buy in. Uh, Javon Quinterly has kind of gone uh, under the radar this year. I think he should have been the SEC sixth man of the year, just my opinion. But uh, he really got the guys to buy in, especially on the defensive end of the floor this season. And uh, as, as a former college basketball player, uh, how hard is it to, to play, you know, as hard as you can on the defensive end for 40 minutes? Well, I mean, if you're used to it, it shouldn't be that hard at all. Mm -hmm. But in my case, coming out of high school, I didn't play defense <laughs> whatsoever. So coming yeah. in and doing different drills and getting the schemes down and honestly remembering what the schemes are predicated to each player that may have the ball is one thing. But, I mean, athletic as these kids are, man, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have a problem with it, honestly. Right. Well, and I'm afraid that a lot of them are probably like you in high school. They don't really have to play that that much of defense because they can score about any time they touch the ball. So it's a it, that's probably the biggest transition there. But, but real quick before we wind down, what is your expectations for this Alabama team, both in the SEC tournament and then as we look ahead to the NCAA tournament? I mean, I won't know about the NCAA until I see them play tomorrow because yeah. I I feel like we've been kind of kind of stagnant in a spot. We've been winning, but it hasn't been. I mean, I don't expect everything to be the LSU game, to right. be real. <laughs> everything is not going to be that. But it hasn't been free-flowing offensively. Def defense, they always they always hold their own. Defensively, I always feel we're going to be there. Last five minutes of the game, we always close out well, whether we're up or down. But it's just sometimes on the offensive end, it just it just hasn't been flowing. And I just feel as though my understanding of when I did it, when we got a chance to go into the tournament, yes, it's the same team. It's a different venue. And, you know, it's it's people there from all over. They're there to watch their school, but they'll stay behind and watch yours. I don't know how much it's going to be with COVID now. But right. Because I know at first the arena was always packed. You know, we played in the Georgia Dome. They really didn't switch between Nashville and Georgia. We just played mm -hmm. in the Georgia Dome every year. And the Dome was packed the whole entire time, whether it was the last two teams in the league or the top-ranked teams vying for a championship. So that was something that we always look forward to doing. And that's one of those spots where, you know, the NBA scouts and stuff start looking. When you get down to tournament time, you know, they probably saw you during the year, middle of the year. Okay, how has this game grown towards turning time in the conference? Then when you get to the NCAA, you're playing some guys you've never seen before. Right. How does he fare? You know, how does he fare playing against, you know, a different style of defense or a different style of offense with him defensively? So it's, it's a challenge for them all. But I think what's good for us, we'll get a chance to beat somewhere else instead of just getting beat up and beating each other up in, in the SEC. Yeah, I'm – I'm looking forward to seeing how the, how the team comes out tomorrow against Mississippi State uh, at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. But, Rod, I really appreciate the time, man. That, that, that was a lot of fun. I hope that you can maybe get back on here after Alabama makes a deep run in the NCAA tournament here in a few weeks. Uh, I really appreciate you jumping on with us, and I hope we'll have you on again some, sometime in the future. 
Oh, no doubt, bro. Just reach out to me. I'm here. All right, man. Well, hey, before we go, everybody, make sure you, you follow uh, uh, Tide Talk Sports on, on Twitter, at Tide Talk Sports. You can follow me at Blackwood TTS. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And until next time, everybody, roll Tide.